2: Every one of us, stuff happens. Life happens, it's gonna be there. It's how I, 10% is the crazy stuff. 90% is how I respond. Now, in this passage, James simply says have joy. Now what is joy? Well, joy is very different than happiness. Happiness depends on what happens.
0: Joy depends on God. Each of us have had our patience tested in some form or another, whether it's a flat tire on the way to work or handling a difficult situation professionally, we've all been put to the test. In today's Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach us how to better establish patience in our day-to-day lives. By focusing on the joy we have in Christ, many of the troubles we face will simply seem insignificant. As Pastor Mark demonstrates in our study, it's when we're filled with joy that we can better exhibit patience in the midst of life's challenges and troubles. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 7, with part one of his message entitled, Learning Patience in Life's Troubles.
1: Chapter
2: 5, verse 7. Let me open with a couple questions to you. What circumstances test your patience? Maybe you're going through something right now. What people uh, test your patience? Don't point to them, just answer the question. Well, I can tell you, uh, flying economy in an airplane overseas will test your patience. Both ways, going and coming back from Israel, a 12-hour flight, you know when people are lining up to get the plane, here comes a mother with two new children. They're crying before they get on the plane. And every person that walks down your row, you're praying, not not my row, Jesus, not my row, Jesus, (laughs) not my row, Jesus. Yeah, but they always seem to be in every cabin. And uh, that's all right. By the way, there's a new thing. Maybe you've seen it. It's called the knee defender. When you get in a seat, you like to put it back a little. Know what I mean? Well, the knee defender is the person behind you, and it's a thing you can buy. You put some right on your lap. And you, you can't move. You're straight for 12 hours. Actual thing. Now they've had fist fights on planes. Oh, I'll get you for not letting me roll my seat. My and two planes have had to divert and fly back, get the people off the plane. You know, life just happens, doesn't it? Now, when you think about patience, well, we don't like to think about it too much, but James is going to teach us about it. Look at James 5, verse 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. Remember who James is writing to. He's writing to churches, people. And these people were suffering. So their circumstances were terrible. They were being persecuted because of their faith. And James wanted these believers to learn a principle about patience. He wanted them to know this truth, life is not fair, but God is good. Would you just turn to your neighbor and say, life isn't fair, but God is good. Go ahead. So what is James trying to say to us? First thing you want to write at all of our campuses this morning, those of you watching online, here it is, write it down. We cannot avoid life's troubles, whether physical or spiritual or social or emotional, whether circumstantial or about people. You cannot find a place in life where there are not difficulties. In fact, this morning, as you begin to think about this, Jesus is the one that told us this. Look at John 16, 33. I have told you all this so that you might have Peace in me. Outside of that peace that God gives us, notice what happens. Here on earth, you will have many trials, many trials, many troubles, circumstances, and people. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Now, I'm going to give you a list this morning because all of us go through many of these troubles and circumstances. I mean, it's really been said, you're either going into one of these difficult times, or you're in it right now, or you've just come out of it. That's the way life is. You can't run away from it. Life happens, and this is part of life. As I read these, just think where you are, or where you may be, or what you just came out of, because we're all the same. Hardships, disease, a big disappointment, pain and hurt, suffering, a tragedy, a rejection, loneliness, confusion, fear, persecution, conflict, discouragement, injustices, a big one, unrealistic expectations, financial difficulties, marriage problems, and family troubles. You see, that's life. Well, why would James say to us, be patient if we couldn't be? Well, we can be. And Jesus said, you can have peace in me. So even though life gives us all this stuff, there's something you need to understand. When you became a Christian... The Holy Spirit, God, the third person of the Trinity, came to live in you. And he is there in our life, and he's growing spiritual fruit in our life. I can't do it without him, but he's growing this. He's changing me to be like Jesus. Let me show you what that looks like. It's found in Galatians chapter 5. Watch this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Say it with me this morning. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and something that goes with patience? Self-control. Have you ever been on a diet? It must be self-control. Now, that's the next statement that you want to write. Since I can't run from the stuff, I can learn to be patient in life's troubles. You can learn to be patient in the troubles of life because the Holy Spirit has come to produce that fruit in you and me. I can be patient. I can learn to endure difficult circumstances and even suffering without griping and complaining. Now, we can learn to be patient in life's troubles. Now, sometimes the word patience doesn't speak too much to us. But if you use the antonym, the opposite of patience, it makes it very clear. Here's the antonym, impatient. A tendency to be quickly irritated, angered, discouraged. And here's the part I like about the definition of impatient. Not willing to wait. If you're in a grocery line, how many know impatient? You go to the one that says 10 articles, looks pretty good, the person in front of you, but the one in front of them can't count. How many know what I mean right now? Exactly. So impatient, unwilling to wait. Here's the problem. You're going to see this morning that into your life, everything that you're going to go through in your life as a Christian goes first through the hands of God. He's designed what you're going through, or he's allowed it. Now, one exception, if you and I sin, then I'm responsible for what I'm going through. But outside of that, everything, we'll see Job this morning. Everything that came into Job's life, Satan had to go to God and say, I want to test Job, he won't stand up to the test. God said, okay, you can, but only to this point. So as a Christian this morning... Here's my danger. If I get impatient and and God's trying to work out in me patience and grow me, I won't wait. I'll take things into my own hands. Anybody been there? Keep your hand up, all of us. We've all been there. How did that work out for us? Not too good. So we're going to learn how to be patient in all these kind of things of life. Now, look back at verse 7. How long do we have to keep learning to be patient? What's it say? Till when? Till God comes back. Are you kidding me? (laughs) To the second coming of Jesus? Yes. Why? Because I'm going to be in heaven then. I don't have to learn to be patient. Everything's going to be perfect. So understand, when we get to heaven eventually, we sang the song, I'm not home yet. You're not home yet. Home is heaven. When we get there, no more troubles, no more pain, no more persecution, no more suffering, hope is on the way this morning, but we're not there yet. There is a day of justice coming. Do you know that when that day comes, God's going to make everything right? Could I hear an amen? Amen. And there's a lot of stuff that isn't right today. He's going to make everything right. So that truth helps me to be patient. Now here's the problem. It's not just learning to be patient. It's the attitude of learning to be patient. Life is all about attitudes. Now, I want you to uh, look, at, just go to chapter one in the book of James. Seven or eight months ago, we were here. James started with this truth a truth about our attitude. Watch what he writes. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, my sisters, when you face trials, troubles of many kinds. James, are you kidding me? I'm supposed to be joyful? an attitude because you know that the testing of your faith it's developing perseverance sticking with it perseverance must finish its work so i can't take things in my own hand so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything in other words as i'm going through these difficult things god is making me more like jesus so james is talking about attitude attitude is huge. There's one person, I love his statement on attitude. Chuck Swindoll, great teacher. Let me read it to you. The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It's more important than the past, the education, my money, my circumstances, my failures, my successes. It's more important than what people think about me. It's more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, or a home. The remarkable thing is, we have a choice every single day regarding how our attitude is going to be. We cannot change the past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play the one string we have. My attitude. Now listen. I'm convinced that life is 10% of what happens to us. And 90% how I react to it. Did you get it? See, every one of us, stuff happens. Life happens, it's going to be there. It's how I... 10%... Is the crazy stuff? 90% is how I respond. Now, in this passage, James simply says have joy. Now, what is joy? Well, joy is very different than happiness. Happiness depends on what happens. Joy depends on God. Now, some of you were very happy this morning when you got up and read the score of the Florida Gators game. Fantastic. Wait till they play a real team next week. (laughs) Your attitude is not good right now toward me. Come on. Well, I'm just joking, but that's really true. You see, joy depends on God. Joy is a confidence that God is in control of every aspect of your life. If he's allowing this, It's for my good. You know, on our trip, we had three ladies. One was 82, one was 84, and one was 86. And I'm thinking, okay, because you walk like crazy. You know was who's half the time at the front of the line? Those three people. So one night I sat down at the table with the 86 and the 84 and I said to her, how old are you? She said, it doesn't matter how old I am. I said, what do you mean? She said, I'm 86, but who cares? It's about how you look at life. Okay, I learned something. I mean, amazing. It's about our attitude. And if I'm a Christian this morning at our campuses, listen, Vieira Sebastian, that means that God is in control of all of those things happening in my life. Now, no matter what you're facing today, oh, it may not be good, but God's going to work it out for good. Don't give up. So notice what happens. Write this down this morning. When God allows these things in our lives or designs them, troubles, they drive us to God. Difficulties cause us to depend on God disappointments, discouragement, disease, just, just feeling like it's over with. They grow our faith and maturity. God has a purpose. It stretches our faith muscles. Now, to put this into a practical thing, James gives us, let's go back to James 5, 7. He gives us a, an agricultural picture. Watch this. Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, and how patient he is for the autumn and the spring rains. So, here's a farmer, he's going to prepare the land, he wants to plant seeds, and he says he waits for the autumn rain in Israel. It rains in autumn, and then it rains in the spring mostly. The other times of the year, there's no rain. So he, these people knew this. And this farmer's waiting, and when the first rain comes in the autumn, now the ground's soft, lots of rocks over there, so he plants the seed. And then he waits for the spring rains. Just before the harvest, the plants have already grown big, and he get a lot of rain just before they harvest. Great kind of thing happened. Now, he can't speed up that. He can't say, I planted it. I'd like the harvest to be tomorrow. No, it doesn't work that way. It will come when the plant is mature and ready. Now, what is he doing? Let's just watch this. Here he plants the seed, and months later, he harvests the crop. Now, the farmer does all that work then. He does a lot of work then. Between planting and harvesting, a farmer does nothing. Is that true? No, he's very busy in the middle doing all kinds of things, making sure the bugs aren't there, taking care of the weeds, watching the plants, doing all these things a farmer does. So what is the application James trying to say? He says this, while we wait for Christ's return. So here we are today, and eventually Jesus is coming back to this earth. I'll define that for you more later. Between now and then, we just sit back. No, we're actively involved in changing our world and expanding the kingdom in making disciples. See, that's where we are. We're not sitting on the sidelines. Our world you'll see in a moment. Be reminded it's plummeting faster and faster to hell. We're not here to do our thing. We're here to do God's thing. So James is saying, be patient there is a solution coming. Eventually everything's going to be all right, but it's not going to be all right now. And so we have to understand that there's so many people outside our doors, good people that they do not understand between religion and relationship. I just had somebody in the services this weekend, a young man, college guy, and he just came up and he says, "Can you explain to me, I know I need something." And so I explained to him, and he went back and got saved this morning. And what does that mean? He didn't understand religion is man trying to be right with God. Relationship is God already makes us right with him through Jesus Christ. And so it's a relationship with God. Remember when we read, uh, Jesus said, in this world you're having trouble. But in me, personal, you will have peace. So what we have to do is do God's business. Our world goes through the same thing you go through. If you're an unbeliever here this morning, good to have you. At our campuses, welcome. We all started the same way, so welcome. When trouble hits you, you have nobody to help you. I have a great verse for you. Just write it down Psalm 46 1. Let me read it to you. It's one of my favorite verses. It simply says this God is our refuge and strength, an ever present help in trouble. See, an unbeliever has nobody to help them. As a Christian, I have God. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. He's with me. He lives in me. I have God living and helping me to be patient. We know that help is on the way, and I can hope in Jesus' second coming, but right now I need compassion and comfort, and that's what God does for me. And sometimes, out of confusion, I need answers. And God gives me that wisdom. So write this this morning on all of our campuses. Be patient and joyful. Remember, it's an attitude. You're trusting God with your life in the troubles of life since God is for us. You see, James doesn't end with just being patient. (laughs) He actually goes to something else. Look at verse 8. You too be patient, watch this, and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. James adds another challenge to being patient. Not only be patient, but while you're patient, stand firm, make a commitment, be courageous. You see, sometimes when life, the troubles come, We get discouraged. And we've all been there through different things in our life. We want to take the towel and throw it in. I'm up, I'm done with this. The marriage, the work, the relationship, church, God, I'm throwing the towel in. Some of you here this morning like that. Don't throw the towel in. You want to stand firm. We read this morning that James says, be patient and stand firm. What does that mean? It means to make a commitment to what's God. See, God isn't against you. He's for you. If he's allowed it in your life, he'll help you. Don't get discouraged. Have the attitude that we learned. Understand, God has a solution for us, and it's standing firm and being courageous. Now, Paul would write to us how to get the proper focus. Because when I'm going through something, sometimes all I focus focus on is the problem. And we need to focus on the solution, and the solution's always
0: Jesus. In today's Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark discussed one of the many important fruits of the Spirit, patience. As many of us are aware, the troubles of life can be absolutely overwhelming. With that being said, exercising patience isn't always the easiest route, but as Pastor Mark taught us, it's all the more important We learned in our study that by focusing on the joy we have in Christ, we can better display patience in the midst of the trials. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the Radio Program button, then simply click on Today's Date you'll find all the options to share. Now be sure and tune in next time as Pastor Mark elaborates on the joy we have in Christ. By relying on the Spirit of God within us, Pastor Mark will encourage us to take heart in the midst of trials and challenges. We'll learn about how our Father, the everlasting and ever-present God, is with us through both thick and thin. It's because of this that we have the compassion and comfort we need in the midst of the trial. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.
1: in a hurry.